come. Mr. Smith, you have some guests. Guests? Now, who could possibly want to meet with this old man? I'm sorry, sir, I don't... Uh, never mind, never mind. Send them in. Hello. Gary? Oh, Mr. Smith is fine. Uh, don't just haunt my doorway now. Come, sit. Uh, thank you. Now, what business have you with me? Well, Mr. Smith, we're writers, and we are documenting your exploits surrounding the Deaf to Orbit Metal podcast. Yes, we're basically writing the biography of Gary Grimm. Grimm. Gary Grimm. Now, there's a name I've not heard in a very long time. Uh, surely uh, people want to hear the exploits of Tane or Jezebel. This old man holds no one's interest. Come now. You may be the least popular member of the Deaf to Orbit Metal crew, but we're all about telling the story of the underdog. Yes. Yes, underdog. I like that. Well, where should I begin? I put a lot of work into Deaf to Orbit Metal. It all started with uh, a... Uh, no, no. Uh, we've documented your beginnings. There is a lot of very public information about you that we've compiled, and we've spoken to others to paint a picture of what you were like behind the scenes of DTABM. We're here to get your side of the story on, uh, the episode. Uh, well, I'm afraid you must uh, forgive an old man his memory. Uh, we recorded many episodes. I'm afraid I don't know the one of which you speak. With all due respect, Mr. Smith, uh, we think you do. Very well. You, you've seen through my facade. I'll tell you about the episode. Oh yes, I'll tell you every last detail. You see, it was a long time ago, but I remember it as though it were yesterday. It began an episode like any other. Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of the Deaf to All But Metal podcast. I am Gary Grimm. I'm Jezebel. And I am the sexually non-threatening tame. <laughs> I love how our episodes always start uh, with a big the big bang that is Gary's introduction. Yeah. Oh. It's exciting for listeners, isn't it? Really oh. draws you in early. I mean, there wouldn't be any listeners it's, if it wasn't for that, right? Yeah, that's very, very true. You wouldn't know what you're listening to. Uh, it's like the dulcet tones that just draw you in. Yeah. Sure. It was a little bit different, though. He, nice. Yeah, he's, he's, he's experimenting. Yeah. Right. Different Trying formats. new things. Trying yeah. new things. We all have that in our years in art school and whatnot. Keeping it light. Keeping I've, it I've got a question. Sure. Is this a bumper issue? 
Oh. It's funny you should mention that. <laughs> because it's not actually this time. Oh, okay. It's just a regular issue. It's yeah. a regular issue. Though. Yeah. Still, that's quite a lot of content. Yeah. More, hey. more yeah, than most Yeah, we're, we're pitching tent as, as we speak. <laughs> Good try there's no way that that can be <laughs> misconstrued yeah, yeah, anyway yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> welcome sorry guys we haven't done this for a while yeah so. it's feel it feels like it's been a while since we've done this right yeah well i mean we've like traveled to like prehistory and back i, I don't think. i don't know what you're talking about oh, I, right. don't, I don't remember maybe that was that. a dream Dream I sequence? Have, I have no memory of this place. Ah, uh, it was all a dream. Yeah, I remember last episode we got distracted by a, a dunny or something. Anyway, uh, no no getting distracted this episode. We're just going to jump straight into new releases, shall we? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be very unlike us to be distracted. And I think we do <laughs> run like a very tight ship. It would be, yes. yeah, it would be yeah. unlike, yeah, to go off topic. Oh. Um, it's funny tangents. you should say that because, no, I don't have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, welcome all. Uh, we're gonna because uh, last episode we were a bit uh, kind of remiss in our duties as podcasters to talk about uh, new releases in the metal scene. We're gonna talk about releases from the months of May and June. In uh, our defence, we were a little bit distracted. We were. We did meet God. It, it, so you know, I feel like for me, maybe just read about. You're like your own goddamn new releases for for a month, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like I I was busy, you know what I mean? Like don't, you know, we got a lot of emails this month from people saying, oh, you know, we love hearing you talk about new releases. None of this um, time travel malarkey. None of this time travel stuff. And yeah. to those, stop stop trying new things. And yeah. to and to Tane's mum, I say fine. <laughs> Anyway, who's going first with new releases today? Gary, Who wants to go first? I think you had stuff that, uh, or you had, you probably had the, the bulk. I have the bulk. Yeah. Oh no, it's just the way your trousers rock up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's right. uh, no, it's a, a fiber in the diet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's been a couple of months, so we all have quite a lot of stuff. Quite a lot of stool. Jez, you want to lead all us? All right. Off? Okay. Fine. You guys are pussy pussy footing about. Oh, I'm just trying to be pussy pussifering about. Let's pussy- uh, Sorry. Never, never speak their name to me ever again. Sorry. Sorry. I'll just Don't add, talk to me on my podcast ever again. I'll add that name to the list of names that Gary won't let me say on the podcast. That's right. Um, anyway, okay. There has... I always say this. There's been so much stuff. And we, as uh, the guys mentioned, we did miss out. Uh, we were a little bit distracted last time. So an album uh, by a band called Vane called Arizona. Uh This is a Boston sort of kind of i don't know hard definitely sort of in the hardcore vein but dear listeners dare i say that a band is making new metal good again what now i don't know if if the listeners uh, if anyone heard the last harm's way record which i think we threw in our playlist from a couple of months back yeah i actually didn't mind that and it sort of took some industrial sort of elements the vein have done the same thing um super quick albums like half an hour it's Mm. it's brutal Imagine like a really, really brutal f- Fear Factory when they were really good. Like if 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 D Manufacture was a hardcore record, ah, yeah. which which I think is really interesting. You that's kind of cool. Young guys. It's I, really good. I think that's more accurate than saying it's a new metal record. It doesn't really. It's feel it's not like a new, it's not a new metal, metal record. record. It feels like they've taken that sort of 
in little bit of industrial aspect and, and sort of look they by their own admission they are big fans of corn and all that sort of stuff sure. don't get scared away go and listen to it um it's you on the, love it's, corn don't yeah, give me that yeah. um, a bunch of freaks on numerous leashes sick <laughs> Uh, Baptist, <coughs> Canadian band Baptist are back with their third record, Beacons of Faith. Um, I'm sure some listeners are probably familiar. Again, produced by Kurt Bailu, who uh, oh. I think is a big uh, one for Tane and I. Mm-hmm. Um, this is their most consistent record to date. Saying that it was Kurt Bailu, you kind of know what to expect. Know what though. to expect. <coughs> and yeah, yeah. But I think it's their most consistent, solid record to date. And obviously the drumming is always is phenomenal. Um, one of my top, <coughs> two, actually now two of my top uh, albums from artists from last year have released again. Uh, the Night Flight Orchestra. Some of you might have heard the sort of passably adequate interview that uh, Gary did with the lead singer, as I wasn't available at the time. That's um, that is high praise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes the world ain't enough. This is, if you like the last record, you know what you're in for. Honestly, I think this is a more, again, a more consistent record. Yeah, the I last think they album, bump it up a little bit the, in this mm, one. The last album had some solid singles on there. Totally. Um, but it, it perhaps was a little bit up and down while you listen to this album and it go to woe. It is it just so fantastic. Nicely. Yeah, they seem to be a bit more comfortable spread out a little bit more on this uh, album. Spreading themselves. Yeah. I uh, I would definitely, I didn't know this term before, but I think I'd put it uh, under under yacht rock. You could Oh, 100%. Be, yeah. This is a yacht rock record. Yeah. yeah rock, yacht rock. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite bands from last year year before year before anyway the mighty uada um uh, the pacific mm. northwest finest uada with a band that sort of got me back into black metal with their last release which i've just forgotten the name of <laughs> but the new one cult of a dying sun is now out um i mean look a little bit divisive when those first couple of tracks came out but sure. I love it. Um, I think the production is fantastic. Again, the bass sound on the record mm. is... I think you'd always judge a black metal album by whether you can hear the bass or not. Yeah. And for true black metal fans, that's probably an indicator. They probably won't like they this won't record because like <laughs> you can hear the bass. Yeah. Um, they, but, they are a divisive band. Uh, yeah. Not only are they a US black metal band, but they've yeah. got clean production. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's clean. Got, I think it's like more rock production, sure. which is probably why I and like And they've got a kind of catchy kind of riffs and stuff. Yeah, they, they got hooks. Um, my only sort of... I think it's a little bit long. I think I was listening to it again. Literally every single track can probably be cut in half and still say what it needs to say. Mm. But they did sort of say in interviews, their first record, I think was very short, was only about half hour, 40 minutes. But so, And we all know that Jeremy doesn't like things going for too long. No, I don't like things going for too long. That's why I like the band. It was like over in 20, 28 minutes or something like that. <laughs> and even then, could cut that down. But um, <laughs> st- stay tuned. I think end of the year list for me is just all EPs and singles. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, they're my four records. I am going to mention really quickly one new track from American band Daughters uh, called Satan in the Wait. Daughters, a sort of spazcore band from the late 90s, early 2000s. This is their first track in eight years. Go and check that out. Sort of real noisy sort of stuff. I'm looking forward to hearing what that album sounds like. Over to you, Ross. Do you wanna do you wanna go next? Sure. Um, okay. There's yeah, 
I'll try and keep it short. Um, so, uh, for the last couple of months, uh, we had Dope Thrones Trans-Canadian Anger come out, which Gary, you were saying before, it's more of the same, but very thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, really love Killdozer, which oh, is man. a single, yeah, and yeah. Great, great video as well. Yeah, I saw the video ages ago, I had no idea that the, the albums was, album was out, and I listened to it today, jeez, you're right, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 so it's super much fun. fun. I was really loving King Billy Kush as well. But, yeah. Uh, I, I did make a joke about it being just the same. <clears throat> uh, I'll say this about them, though, is that, sure, it's just basically stoner riffs, kind of thing what you'd expect but I, I love the vocals in vocals that band yeah, fantastic. Yeah. and they just kind of got a, like a dirty kind of feel to them that uh, really lends itself to yeah. it reminds me a lot of like probably my ooh, one of my favourite stoner albums from last year was that Toke record oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, and it reminds me a lot of that just because you can there's something really grimy about yeah, it. And it's, just, fun. it's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. just want to smash shit and smoke weed. And yeah, that's, yeah. Th that's exactly what it should be doing. Which so is a contradiction awesome. in terms. But, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking true, of true. smoking weed, what's next on your <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should say that, Gary. Um, so there was also uh, Morag Tong's Last Nell of Om. Uh, what kind of music's that, Tane? Well, if you hadn't, uh, <laughs> if you're not as much of a fucking nerd as us, you might not know that Morag Tong is the name of the uh, the Dunma um, fucking criminal syndicate in the Morrowind game. Are you kidding me? Yeah, is it a, like a, a Morrowind reference in that <laughs> album? Yeah. I haven't heard this. I'm, you've got me. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking killer. It's awesome. Like, uh, and it, I mean, it's it's definitely got a lot of that kind of, like, not high fantasy stoner, like 80s kind of heavy metal, whatever the fuck, but it, it's got elements. So uh, Bethesda but, core? Bethesda core. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking listen to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. You heard the term here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's uh, Bethesda core. Um, so anyway, fantastic album. Um, there's also, uh, because it didn't get to make the top 10 albums of the year so far, uh, because it's an EP, but uh, Oak from London released their third album, funnily enough, called Oak 3, which is solid as fuck, amazing bass tone, super powerful vocals. Is it as good as their chocolate milk? Ooh. Does it kill hungry, call. thirsty, dead? <laughs> I, 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 I would say that it does. This, oh, okay, this cool. album is sure. solid. Yeah, I, I feel fulfilled and nourished from listening to it. Um, uh, besides that, though, uh, from last month, we had Ovate as well from Norway. Uh, they had their self-titled out through Soul Cellar Records, and they were kind of interesting. I, I know these guys have done some things before, but it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a super group, isn't it? There's well, a... it's actually just a two-piece regularly, and every track oh, right. had a guest vocalist. So it did have host from Tolka uh, and Gorgoroth. Yep. Uh, and it had, yeah, a different vocalist for each other track. I didn't actually know any of the other guys. Um, but I thought that that was kind of cool having that range and it comes across on each of the five tracks as well. Uh, so do check it out. And uh, last one that I want to mention is Gruesome with Twisted Prayers, uh, which is through Relapse. Uh, gruesome, they kind of came about from the end of the Death to Wall tours, the, mm -hmm. the Death Tribute. So Matt Harvey and Gus Rios from those guys, they kind of kept going. This is only the second full-length Gruesome album. They've had a couple of EPs. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, 
they are very much paying tribute to death and and Chuck and the sound as a whole. But I'd say it's maybe a little bit more thrashy, still whiddly. Sure. Still a bit whiddly. <laughs> it's still a bit whiddly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of whittle. A little yes, bit of whittle. Yeah. 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 Uh, a little whittle. A little whittle. But um, it's great to hear. Great I don't want to clean up this little whittle. Great. <laughs> great to see. Don't slip in this little whittle. No, but, no, no. Uh, it's great to see Tane. Um, uh, just getting off the Stone Meadow of Doom a YouTube channel for once. <laughs> I'm really what impressed. Do you mean? There's a mammoth, there's a ma- mammoth bomb druid of Doom. There's 666 six, 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 Mr. Doom. There's heaps. There's Doom, 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 Doom. There's uh, at least two and a half channels that yeah. I watch. It's, uh, for the listeners, Tane gets all of his new releases from uh, Stone of Doom uh, YouTube channels. To be fair, with those ridiculous names. Are great. Yeah, they are fucking fantastic. <laughs> They're great. I, I am trying to get more into Bandcamp stuff as well. But uh, Bandcamp's I, great. I it, love Bandcamp. But you got to sift so much. Gary can tell you that more than anyone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen? Have you? Have you seen these memes? You know the the meme. You know memes. Oh yeah. You guys I'm know memes. I'm aware of them. Uh, I'm aware uh, of their I've, existence. I've only ever seen them written down. I thought they were memes. Memes. <laughs> <laughs> Dank memes. Dank memes. <laughs> From the Drew Carey show, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, have you seen my favourite new Mimi? Is yeah. the one uh, where the guys, the car salesman one. That's oh, my the, new favourite Mimi. The yep. slaps the boot of the car and he says something funny. The kid, I don't understand. I don't yeah. know. I'm too no. old. But. <laughs> Salesman slaps a bonnet of band camp. This baby can fit so many shit ambient drone records in it. <laughs> it's funny because it's, it's true. It's funny cause it's true. Yeah. So I, I do agree there. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, shit it's, records. You've got to keep it cultural, you know. Give us uh, your list. Come on now. <laughs> You might change your tune once you hear some of the bands. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to change. I, I, <laughs> I, I know from, from what you told me today, there's some goodies. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, first off the gate, uh, first out of the gates, a uh, band from Melbourne, Victoria, uh, called Nocturnal Graves. Uh, they released an album through Season of Mist called Titan. And I'd say it's probably like their darkest kind of album mm. yet they're kind of like a blackened deathy thrash band but they're not just uh they're not the kind of thrash band that just are concentrating on playing 100 miles a minute kind of so no thing. nocturnal raves, More <laughs> nocturnal raves. <laughs> they they do they do <clears throat> blasts but uh they kind of they dole them out evenly throughout the record they still have a good bit of chuggy they're blast misers (laughs) Ebenezer Blast (laughs) Ebenezer Blast Miser is a great (laughs) Ebenezer Blast Miser so uh, someone write that listen out for our new new band Ebenezer Blast Miser but uh yeah they still have a bit of mid-paced deathy kind of heaviness to them it's an excellent album Uh, it's on our May playlist so uh, well, one of the tracks is so go check that out. Another band, their their uh, their name is in kanji, but uh, oh yeah oh, yeah yeah translates to sleepwalkers. Sonambulist. Mm. I looked it up. Oh really? My mm. yeah, sonambulist, which is a sleepwalker, which is a much better name, which is a kind of cool <laughs> cool name. 
And uh, you you translated the um, the album title for yes. me. Do you remember? What oh, it was? Uh, Jazz, you gotta step up. I, I can't do any Japanese stuff. You can be the the linguist. Oh, I should have put it in here. front of me. Oh yeah, yeah. So I thought you wanted me to to do the Japanese. No, no it's no. it's a once in a lifetime encounter. Yeah. Uh, so that came out. That album came out on Sentient Run, and do they have one last year, year before? Uh, yeah, maybe the year before. And I think it, they're part. Like, there's some Japanese members, there's yes. some American members, or uh, European. I, I, I can't remember. I think it's a mix, but I think it's mainly Japanese. Quite, band. quite mysterious, uh, sort of. You know, there's not much information out there no, about them, aside from their not. music, which is cool. But the the music mm. is really cool. hard to pin down. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. Uh, like a lot of reviewers will call them a black metal band, and there are definitely black metal elements to the album, especially in the last half of the album. It kind of veers towards the more traditional kind of songwriting, but there's a lot of proggy kind of you got that, that jazzy man, stuff. Yeah, got a chance to make this one. I've got to listen to the it. The classic yeah. sort of Japanese obsession with noise and experimentation. You know, things just blasting off into corners. That very, you don't very noisy. Very, to. very, um, very um, dirty, but also kind of a little bit kind of. Uh, the musicality in some of it is great. It reminds me of like 70s prog kind of stuff, but with mm. a, like a bit of a black metal twinge to it. Uh, I heard some saxophone in there, heard some maracas, some really cool uh, percussion kind of stuff happening. It's really hard to describe what it's this band crazy. is. It's crazy. So listen to it. just go listen to it. They're also on the May playlist. I'm going to see if they're playing while I'm over. Oh, do it. Hey, yeah, yeah oh. man, if you can. Uh, I also have the Consortium. Uh, they released an album called Rogaland, I think it's pronounced, uh, through Agonia Records. Uh, another kind of strange band. They they veer more towards the the traditional black metal stuff than the Somnambulists. The Sleepwalkers. The Sleepwalkers. <laughs> uh, but the vocals are a bit cleaner. It's more yelling, like kind of than screeching. You know what I mean? You can mm. hear hear what the vocalist is saying, and uh, the riffs, the the instrumentation on this album is excellent. Uh, very riffs that kind of go places you don't expect. Uh, really tight, kind of well played stuff. Kind of reminded me a little bit of Virus from oh, Norway. If you remember fuck. Virus? Yeah. But mixed with a little bit of. Uh, Dodheim's Guard without the electro kind of influence in there. Fuck. So it's really cool. Also, it features uh, Telok from uh, Mayhem uh, on the bass, which is cool. Nice. Uh, so can you hear it? Uh, you can hear the bass on that album. Oh, Can't oh. be that cult then. <laughs> you heard it here, guys. Not for the black metal. Yeah, band. yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's more black metal than the the Sleepwalkers, but um. Mm. Uh, it's definitely got a bit of uh, experimentation to it and it's a bit kind of off kilter Fuck. nice worth checking out and finally Craft mm. White Noise and Black Metal out through Season of Mist a uh, band that I saw you've in got, the uh, you've got your um, pot uh, your paper mache Craft that's, mm. that's a type of craft you, the you, cheese singles uh, cheese singles that's a type of um, the brand craft yes uh, yes um, but no cheesy yeah. singles here scrapbooking 
scrapbooking as a kind of scrapbooking is a kind of craft. You, you, uh, you're really running with this um, uh, joke. Aren't it's, you? It's, <laughs> is well, stamp collecting? That's a hobby. That's not a craft. That's not really a craft. Yeah, yeah. What are what are the uh, macrame? Macrame is oh, yeah. a craft. Uh, I did hear that you can like get your butthole imprinted and then turn into a mold for chocolates. Really? Yeah. Isn't yep. cra- isn't craft like a mental disorder as well? Why am I? I just want to hear more about the butthole. What? Uh, I'm sorry to derail this. Why? But, uh, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Why? Am it I was on the you? internet, so it must be. Oh, true. it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway craft. I, I, I just wanted to talk more about the different kinds of craft. Too <laughs> bad. Craft. White noise and black metal. Out mm. through season of mist. Uh, excellent album. Uh, you guys have all heard. We heard yeah. it sitting around the table at your <clears> place. <throat> yeah. Oh, did we? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. It, it was too. fucking amazing. It's probably the best craft album uh, I've heard. Those uh, necklaces you can make out of. Um, uh, so yeah, there's still like dried pasta. They've it's string. probably the strongest songwriting that they've had on any of their albums. It's still kind of got a depressive kind of feel to their stuff, but there's a bit more energy to it. It's not really sluggish and mopey like a lot of the depressive black metal stuff is. Origami, origami, like that is a hobby and a craft anyway like go, go check it out on the playlist uh it's there for you to listen to if you haven't heard it yet check and it out on vinyl because it was really fucking good yeah to that yeah on yeah and just before we wrap up new releases uh i sticking buttons on things i feel like button like buttons is a craft like i mean you, <laughs> buttons you... is a craft <laughs> that's such a hannibal barrest line <laughs> uh, sorry <clears throat> Uh, Bob from uh, Rebel Wizard sent me a copy of uh, the upcoming Rebel Wizard album. Lucky Duck. Yeah, yeah I know, right? Yeah, he, he he said something along the lines of he wanted me to hear it before it got too popular and is playing in all the yoga studios. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I've, I've only heard a little bit of it. I haven't had time. Like, I literally got it yesterday and I've been busy, so I haven't had time to sit down and listen to it all. But what I've heard so far there, is yeah. more excellent uh, stuff did, from Rebel did Wizard. Did he have... Did we review his... As a last... We, last... We've done the last two, actually. We've done the last two Was it an EP? Yeah. This year? Yeah, he's had two EPs this year, I think. Yeah, because yeah. that last one was a cracker. Yeah. Mm. I enjoyed mm. that. They're probably. all really good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's more Rebel Wizard uh, at his best, more heavy, negative uh, wizard metal. The two tracks... Are, so there are two tracks that you can listen to on the Bandcamp because it's not yet released, released. Yeah. But Bob has previewed two and they are fucking amazing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of shredding on there, uh, but just with like a reverby fucking black metal kind of vibe to yeah. his new album kind of oh stuff. totally <laughs> so uh, that uh, that's available for pre-order uh, on Rebel Wizards Bandcamp go search him I'll put links up probably and uh, check it out nice. cause it's worth checking anyway Woo! that was that Woo! and now we've got this have we got our theme song what? What theme song? Oh, yes. We do. Yeah. We've got it. Ready? We've got it. 
breaking the silence, breaking the silence, breaking the silence, breaking the silence. It's it's breaking the silence. It's breaking the silence. It's breaking the silence. Our regular segment, scheduled program. Basically, we foresee an album on the horizon. It's an album that we are keen to listen to. So we listen to it when it comes out, but we don't talk about it amongst ourselves until we are sat here in this very spot, in front of this very microphone, talking to you about what we thought about the album. In in this case, it's two albums that we're covering this time. Yeah, because it's been and so you, long. And you said it wasn't a bumper issue. I know. I lied. It's yeah. a bumper issue. It has been very hard not to talk about these ones because, as you know, we are a bunch of chatty Cathy's here at DCA. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yeah. We yeah. are. Like, when we're in the hair salon next to each other. Uh, With those like, thi- the big things. <laughs> yeah. The drives. Oh, if you had the new new art it's <laughs> yeah. just a die for. So yeah. true cold. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> collage? Collage? Or is that more of an art? I feel like collage <laughs> could be. Because you, you like... You know when you, you you think you've got a joke I mean, it's and a you just like keep driving it into the ground? It's very, very similar. Is that a kind of craft? Driving a, a dead joke into the ground? Like flopping no, a dead that's, horse? That's a, Seinfeld a sport. Seinfeld did it for years. A sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hi oh. Topical. Hey, it's the only way you get attention on the internet. Yeah, yeah very true. Bad what thing people <laughs> make, make fun of Seinfeld? Yeah. Yeah. People go, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. triggered, yeah. triggered. <laughs> anyway, uh, all the, right. What are we kicking off with then? So the first of the two albums that we're going to cover is an album by a little band. I had notes for all of this too, and I have lost them. I don't know where the fuck I put them. Not in your drafts? <laughs> no. Not no, on a piece nowhere. of paper? I can't find them anywhere, so fuck. I'm just going off the top of my dome. Oh. Oh, shit. shit. Let's see some fucking amazing Gary Groom improv <laughs> on this one. Well, what's what's the album called again? Well, I know is, is, is it, it. Are we going to go with Immortal first? Yeah, Chaos so Gods? it's a band of Immortal, Northern Chaos Gods. Yeah, and uh, I know you have a lot to say about this as well, regardless about your lack of notes. Out through uh, Nuclear Blast. It is. All right, I'll, I'll kick it off because I probably have the least to say because I don't have my notes in front of me. <laughs> Uh, so there were... <laughs> you haven't got to me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> second, second record we're going to do. Plenty. You, you've got to cover it? I've got to cover it. <laughs> it. It is more up your proverbial alley. Yeah. So. Ah. so, a lot of, there was a lot of talk online. Are immortal as good an immortal now that they don't have a butt? And um, for the, the listeners, he just did like a little, I did a little gesture. I did a little flourish, a little, a little flourish, yeah, flourish. Yeah. Um, and then they released, the, I think it was the title track of the album yep. uh, as <clears throat> as the first single. And everyone was like, "Oh yeah, they they are still fucking black metal and excellent," even though one of their main members is gone. Uh, and so hearing that single, I was very excited to hear the album. And then I, I got it on Spotify and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking listen the fuck out of this. And yeah, it's, it's good. It's a very polished kind of album. Uh, there's some cool riffs in there. For me, I think it gets a little bit samey. 
I think... Uh, and that's from a black metal fan, folks. Yeah. So that's saying something. Are you saying, Gary, that a band that has about 10 albums that only write about frozen northern grimness yeah. maybe are getting a little bit samey in their lyrical content? Well... Not even not just the the lyrical content, like musically as well. It kind of just felt like they're kind of rehashing the same things a little bit in the same album. Like they're definitely referencing the old school stuff, uh, like their Blast Rake, fucking mm. uh, Mighty Raven Dark. It's uh, so, kind of like a sequel to all that kind of stuff. Mm. I um, mean, like that is the thing where there's a track called Blackstroke, Mighty Raven Dark, and then they release a track on this album called Mighty Raven Dark. <laughs> well, yeah, well that that was <clears throat> supposed to be a, 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 like a continuation of that track. Yeah, and it kind of feels like that, and it's good to hear, but it's a lot cleaner than the old stuff. Uh, almost to its detriment, if you're gonna. Uh, you might want to strip it back a little bit if you're kind of referencing something that is is quite stripped back in the first place. Mm. Uh, it's it's not all doom and gloom. It's uh, there are some excellent moments in the album. Uh, I think there's a track called Grim and Dark, mm-hmm. which was quite good. Uh, a lot of good moments. Demonaz's vocals are quite excellent. I, I felt. Yeah, I thought, I thought the vocals he, were really good on this. I thought he was a great replacement for Abat. Uh, I saw some people online saying that he's just trying to sound like Abat, and I think uh, that's. I think he's got his own kind of flavor. I, I think he does, but after hearing like his solo album from God years ago now, yeah. the difference in vocals is quite. Especially for the genre and that kind of vocal, it is quite remarkable that I think he is maybe altering his sound a little. I'd say he's altering it because, the, like, his solo stuff was his stuff, and Immortal, there's a certain expectation of Immortal, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's also true. a little bit more black metal y, kind of heavier uh, kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's not a bad album by. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but I was just a little bit let down by a little bit of repetitiveness mm-hmm. throughout. Uh, but still, still solid effort, and I want to see what they do next, and hopefully they kind of branch out a little bit and kind of take it new places. Hmm. So who wants to go next? Jay Banger. Quick question. Yes. Um, flower arranging. Um, because it's not an art. Team, like, did, did you want to go? More next? a hobby. It's yeah. more a hobby, isn't it? I can, I, I can totally, <laughs> I can totally take over. So I mean, Probably I for the best. I kind of expected that we would have similar thoughts on the album, uh, and I've got to say, like, after all of that, and with the lack of a, a but as well, mm-hmm. I would also say that a mortal are anything, a but finished. Oof. It does. Hey, Jeremy, can we get a few more craft jokes from me? <laughs> Any... it's okay, give you. Hang on a minute. On. No, no, now it's my time to shine. Seriously, God, like... that guild needs a sale. Eh? <laughs> it does. To me, it does sound like an immortal album. Like it does. It does. It sounds like the last two immortal albums. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I was gonna say. But it... I, I, for me, I kind of wish they referenced the older stuff more in the kind of heaviness uh and the tone just yeah perhaps the production and the tone yeah Yeah, totally i mean like they they did have a lot of like demon is is sounding great on vocals uh 
Uh, the fact that they got Peter Tuckman in as well from like Hypocrisy and Pain and Bloodbath, uh, while obviously kind of slightly different genre-wise and history, uh, for some of that, I, I think he filled in well. Uh, and, and Hogg was there as well, which is great. Yeah, he's an excellent drummer. Yeah. The drumming was excellent. On yeah. That. Yeah, it was really solid. Um, I think, though... You're right. Uh, I would probably compare this album to like All Shall Fall. Like, uh, probably that's the most similar one, I'd think. And that was an album that I enjoyed, but it's also one of the albums that I listen to the least in the discography. Sure. I like All Shall Fall for what it is, but yeah. Yeah, I, I actually re listened to it after listening to this album just as a kind of touchstone and point of contact. Sure. And interestingly, I found that the production. Uh, with Northern Chaos Gods is actually kind of a little bit rougher than All Shall Fall. Uh, like when really comparing, it's like a little bit grittier. Sure. Um, but it's still it's no battles in the north or anything like that. <laughs> I literally have that written here, <laughs> and everyone I've talked to, everyone has said it's no battles of the north, and I think that is something that everyone was maybe hoping for. But it's a big ask, ah. bearing in mind you're mi- you're missing yeah. the main member. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I'm gonna tag in here speaking of missing a member (laughs) (laughs) here's jeremy (laughs) Uh, (laughs) woodwork Uh, (laughs) um hey it got funny again but uh (laughs) so you just gotta give it you just gotta give it it comes back around again um i think anyone i was gonna say battles in the north uh, that was the album that i discovered um immortal through and I was like, whoa, what the hell is this? Mm. Stupid singing and the weird artwork and, and the Gr- Grim and Frostbitten Kingdoms. I remember seeing the video clip for oh, that. Oh, and, and they're just Behind there the ice. The boot, like, as well. The knee of his boot is like stick, sticking him in the eye. He's doing that kind of crab thing oh, solo. Yeah, and yeah. The ice. and his, Anyway, I was like, what's this crazy? I mean, anyone expecting that they go back to that, I think is... Is kidding probably themselves. kidding himself. Well, yeah, of course. That said, not. I think this is. Uh, I mean, it says uh, it does what it says on the box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was actually pleasantly surprised by this album. I thought it was going to be a hell of a lot worse than it. I. I. It ended up being for me. I, I don't know why I thought that, but um, I. I think this is a great example of a band growing old gracefully. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I actually, it's sort of, you guys are talking about it, and I sort of feel in a similar way to the Satyricon record that came out last year. Oh, Uh, right. Was that Deep Calleth Upon Deep? Yeah, Deep Deep Calleth Upon Deep. Deep, That really grew on me, that record. And I, look, obviously two sort of uh, stalwarts of the, the original black metal scene, um, I hear it in a similar sort of vein. You've just got these guys that are doing something really solid later in their career. I think is is great. That said, is it a daily driver for me? Nah, yeah, probably not. not. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of like the last two Judas Priest albums before Firepower for me. I'd, I'd kind of like compare it to that. Sure. Where it's like, I'm not against them releasing it. Like, I'm glad that they're still going and it's not bad. But it's also not my favorite. Mm. Sure, like, it's no screaming for vengeance. Yeah, so it's totally. like this isn't battles in the north. Yeah, and I mean, like uh, another thing that you were saying about it as well, uh, like jazz, like it's there's less of that thrashiness and that roughness and, and rawness to it, and like most people say, like like battles in the north is like their favorite. 
for me it was Sons of Northern Darkness. That was my first introduction to them. I was kind of a late bloomer, I guess. Um, and and I think like um, Sons of Northern Darkness had a sense of like a real epicness mm-hmm. to it as well that I was really hoping they'd continue with. And I am a little bit disappointed to not hear that either. Like, well, I think I think it's. I mean, this this could be the conversation of a comp- an episode unto itself. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep it brief. And uh, for the, those listeners that want to hear that want to hear me and Gary fart on about black metal, uh, go back and listen to the couple of episodes we've done. But the like, take an album like um, not Sons of Northern Darkness, Battles in the North. It's created under a very specific set of circumstances, mm. like all of the classic of black metal records are. Yeah. Uh, so there was probably, uh, and look, I'd have to do more research on this, and, and, and those in the know uh, would, would, would correct me on this, but there was probably certain financial constraints. Uh, I'd, definitely, I'd definitely say <laughs> they're more comfortable in that respect nowadays. You know what I mean? And of it course. does come across in the record, and, but of course and it's of going And of course it's going. To think it's not is naive, you know mm. what I mean? They're simply not the same guys. I, I might have, I might have said this in uh, other episodes, but a lot of the early black metal stuff probably would have had better production if those guys could have afforded it. Yeah, yeah. it probably would have. Uh, as much as Varg would Varg... have said, like, no, I wanted it to be through a speaker. Man, I honestly think like give it a few years and a little bit more technology, and there would be a lot of like true true cunts who'd be going like. Oh, it wasn't made with a Line Six spider. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just got to let it all come like, back. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah. Exactly. You've got, no, you've, you, you've got like the the Varg plug-in set. You know what I mean? <laughs> Early digital modeling. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have that. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, anyway, to wrap up a model, a lot of people are saying uh, online are singing its praises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's reviewing really well. It's definitely worth checking out. I I want to just put this out there before we wrap it up. I'd say a lot of those praises come from the fact that people thought it was going to be really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was better than that. It is not bad. It is definitely it's, it's not It's definitely bad. not a bad album. It's not one of my favorites. Uh, people are saying, it, oh, it's the new this album or that album. It, it's good. It's, mm. a good mm. it's a good step in the right direction, I mm. think. Any, any final words on Immortal? We have broken... The silence. We have broken the silence yep. on a model. Gavel sound. Cue gavel sound. Cue gavel sound, Gary, in the edit. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, like we said in this uh, bumper, bumper issue, issue. <laughs> we do have another breaking the silence to if break the silence one. you thought three pelicans farting on about an album you probably haven't heard or care about was good. Oh, imagine if we do it twice. Yeah, just more <laughs> more of that. I'm going to take the lead on this one, lads, Please because do. I feel like um, I am the biggest poser here, so I'd like to talk about Deaf Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Booyah. Let's do it. Oh, hang on. Oh, no, you're not, Jeremy. There it is. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, um, sorry, I dropped the ball on that one. Uh, so the That's second album we're doing today is Ordinary Corrupt Human Love by uh, Deaf Heaven. Now... Uh, Deaf Heaven have been a band uh, since 2010. I think this is their fourth full length. Um, this has come out on is Anti. Their, is it their third or their fourth? It's their fourth. Okay. Um, this has come out on Anti, uh, which is a subsidiary subsidiary of Vagrant from memory, I think, which is kind of an interesting label. It does a lot of everything, weird Americana stuff. 
Um, they had their breakthrough record, Sunbather, is, is an album a lot of you may be familiar with. That caused a lot of controversy in uh, amongst true cultists, <laughs> which, to be honest, I absolutely don't give a shit about. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to even really touch on this, uh, touch on that. But um, what I find interesting about this record is the fact that we are actually breaking the silence on it at all. Because sure. as far as I'm concerned, mm. it's not a metal record. And I cop grief every time <laughs> I try and slip in Jeremy's little bloody... <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. band that has very obviously uh, in the past been. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is a band that uh, have very obviously in the past been influenced by black metal, and you know, sure. internet boards were raging over whether or they were or weren't metal, which is just absolutely ridiculous. But by their own uh, sort of admission, this time around, they wanted to try something different. Mm -hmm. And you hear something which is just a, a lot more a rock tone in the guitars. There's rock. some, there's a rock. There's some, there's some blast beats there, and you've got uh, the lead singer. He's sort of uh, very almost immortal, like yeah, uh, yeah. He's, he's still like, got the screech, uh, screech. But those, the vocals are really sort of mixed back, and 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 it's. I don't consider it a metal record. I hear a lot of. Um, there are definitely metal elements. There's metal there. elements, but honestly, I hear a lot of like, and I am gonna. I'm showing my hand here. For me, it sounds. This is for the listener. It he's actually showing us his hand. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, like late '90s, early 2000s, sort of emo punk yeah, riffs, right. like these indie emo riffs. It kind of sounds a little bit like Coheed if they had blast beats. And <laughs> now I'm, I'm a fan of early Coheed stuff, so it, yeah, this. And, and tying it all in with Immortal, we were just speaking about Deaf Heaven. This album is reviewing really well. People are loving it. Their last couple of records are reviewed really well. Um, they're a band that I know a lot of people are into and really love. I, I have honestly just never been able to get it. Um, and this album is sort of the same for me. It's good. It's definitely good. It's not bad by any stretch sure. of the imagination, but again, it, there's just nothing in there that's really, that holds me there, and that's been the same for their last couple of albums. You know what I mean? It's great. I'd go see them, uh, etc. But yeah, you know. But that was my main point. It's not a metal record, so I 100% have permission to bring in like some <laughs> dumb shit. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts on it. Um, can, can what did I, you guys think? Can I take the totally baton from it. there? Uh, I think I definitely agree that it's not a great album. That's definitely lacking a bit of something. Mm. Uh, I think the balance that we heard in uh, albums like Sunbather uh, isn't here. Mm. It's tilted uh, really far onto one side. And they said they wanted to do that. I sort of read interviews. Sure. They sort of wanted to do that. And I, and I mean, their last album, was it a New Bermuda? I think was their last record. Was sort of, I think they brought out Sunbather and they like copped shit for, the, oh, they're not cult enough. And they brought out New Bermuda, which was a lot sort of heavier and sort of missed the sort of mark. Well, the, 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 And I think this is a sort of reaction to that again, where they're just, you are listening to, a, you are hearing a band that sounds comfortable now. Sure. They really sound comfortable in who they are and they're mixing a lot of these elements together really well. 
and and I feel I, I, it's totally one of those agree. bands. I feel dumb because it reviews really well. Every review I was like, "This is amazing," and people I really respect go, "Man, you got to listen to it." And then I just go, "I just don't get it." Well, like, a lot of the reviews that I read, it was it just sounded they they read like people were saying, "Oh no, I get it." Honestly, no, I really do. I really get it. I really get what they were going for there. But it kind of, there's, there's no conviction. Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I oh see, yeah. I see what they did there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's uh, a bit too much kind of pretentiousness in there maybe to for me to enjoy the album but I, but i mean there's especially there's so much uh, and i mean tane you might sort of jump in here mm. there's a like those elements of a post rock yeah you know what i mean which have sort of been popping up in in sort of metal and causing sort of post metal causing sort of uh, true cultists to get their knickers in a knot for a while and i hear those elements in an album like this uh, you know that and but i mean i feel like bands like you know, post-rock bands like, oh, God, Mogwai, you know, And You'll Know Us by the Trail of the Dead, um, Godspeed You Black Amber, all those were doing mm. something far more experimental and far more interesting for a hell of a lot longer. Um, and I just find those elements, the, the <clears throat> I'm a bit wishy-washy, a bit boring, uh, you know? Before you jump in, Tane, sorry, I just mm. say one last... I think the, the biggest problem with Death Heaven was when Sunbather hit, and became quite successful uh they were just they were labeled as a black metal band mm. and that is a big problem because uh there's certain expectations uh among that kind of scene that aren't being met because they're actually doing something new and uh, yeah, trying different. something different mm. uh and from that angle i really respect it yeah Sure, which is is a good thing. Uh, so Sunbather, I think, was a, a great balance. New Bermuda was kind of like an overcorrection. Yeah, yeah, very much yeah. so. Yeah, in yeah, in yeah, the yeah, metal yeah. direction, which I, I really enjoyed that album. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. It kind of feels like maybe this is a bit of an over overcorrection. The, the other way. The other yeah, way, yeah. yeah. But uh, what did you think about it, Tane? Okay, it's interesting hearing all this stuff and the references and touch points that you guys uh have with the album because they're kind of there's similarities but there's definitely some big differences and so i mean listen to the album like do listen to the album and i mean when i when i did it's like it's got like big warm summer afternoon kind of vibes i would say rather than like naughty's post-rock stuff I would even go and venture so far as to say that this relies a lot on 90s nostalgia stuff. Yeah, actually, that's so. that's very true. That's um, very true. And, yeah. and There's an indie element there. Yeah, yeah, and it's not the metal of the 90s. It's like the, the, the alt-rock of the yeah, 90s. Yeah, like the Sonic Youth-y kind of... Yeah, totally. I mean, like... I, feel, I, hear, I hear more like that's, I think, what I was trying to get at, sort of that American, in, like, pavement. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that kind of... This, uh, like, Arches of Loaf. Yes, totally. You know, that kind of stuff. I was going to say, if I mean, like, if I was going to try and sum this album up as a whole, it kind of lies somewhere between, like, like, Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots with Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness with Dinosaur Juniors Without a Sound with My Bloody Valentine's Loveless. That's like, a really that's, good... That's really good, man. Because I love those bands, like, This guy honestly. thinks about things. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a good s- summation, but I would say that the instrumentation on the album isn't quite as good as 
the the, the, the influences. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Very much so, yeah. But uh, the same... there there are some tracks where I was like, yeah, that's excellent. I found myself skipping through a lot of a lot of this stuff. I know? did have to. Yeah, I, I noticed on the second listen that I was doing that, and I would say the first three tracks were really interesting, like Honeycomb. Uh, which is, is the single, and I think it's the second track on the so, album. Because I don't have any of my notes, I think there was a track called Glint. Yes. Uh, yeah, was that track say, was excellent. Well, but... Glint, I thought, was the exception to the rest of the album, where that was probably the track that had the strongest connection to black metal still. Like, right. because it actually had the musical elements of it, so it did have some blasting, it did have some of the things that you'd expect on the previous albums. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jez, I think you're right as well, where they they are feeling a little more confident in the sense that maybe that i do think it's an overcompensation but i think they're also like this is just what we like yeah like yeah uh and, and that was that was always there in the first album but now they just maybe don't care and, and, and also looking at later tracks as well like night people for example mm. which is the track that features chelsea wolf yeah as yeah well. i was going to mention that yeah yeah and, and i mean like to be honest i think historically that track would make more sense appearing on a Chelsea Wolf album. Chelsea Wolf like, it's record. Just, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It just sounds like her with a guest vocalist as opposed to sounding like Def Heaven with a guest vocalist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, like, that's fine. But one thing that that kind of made me think about, like, really question, and and more so hearing from, from both of you guys, it's sort of like, who is Def, Heaven, Def Heaven's audience now? Like, because they were you know labeled as black metal but i don't think yeah. they are like, i guess i guess you might say that this is one of those instances you know when a band does something quite different to what they usually do and you like call it something else mm. maybe something yeah. like that i i think this is nah i think this is where they were always going yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean sure. i think yeah. they were always going to head this this sort of direction you know uh so let's wrap it up uh any final thoughts? Go and li- go and listen to them both and tell us what you think. Tell yeah, us, yeah, yeah. Tell us where to go. Yeah. Uh, message us on Facebook or email deftorbm at gmail.com, uh, on SoundCloud, wherever the fuck you can find a link to talking to us. Both albums, I'd say, were good. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, right. I enjoyed listening to them. I'm glad they they exist. Yeah. I, I don't want to appear too too negative to be in both the, these cases, you know, uh, especially in Def Heaven, like it, it produced well, played well, you know, mixed really well. I'd say with that Def Heaven one, it reminds me of another album that we did a Breaking the Silence on in a previous episode, which was, uh, I think it was called Heartless by Paul Bearer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very much, very much an album where I got to be in the mood to listen. Yeah, to yeah. completely. That's a really good point. Actually, That's a really good really good comparison i'm an older paul bearer material fan and i wasn't ready for that album. Sure. and that was uh, with the theme song everybody two two four breaking the silence breaking the silence it's broken breaking the silence breaking the silence oh someone clean up the mess yeah <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor you know flaming sword of cert i've been using their neck balm uh for a little while now it it does wonders for my neck after headbanging, but make sure you wash your hands before having a shot. Uh, yes, well, in those days, new releases that came and they went. We broke the silence about albums, uh, mere tosh, uh, immortal, and 
deaf heaven yeah, who who can remember either one of those albums nowadays that that that, that wasn't what this was about though was it no no it was about the gay banter that i shared between my fellows tane and, and jezebel and the sheer heft of their undercarriages simply simply astonishing Mr. Smith, surely that was a little uh, important. Uh, yes, never mind, never mind. We were about to speak about an album of great importance. Welcome back, sweet, gentle supple listeners <laughs> jesus <laughs> it's a good thing i'm sexually non-threatening <laughs> oh, i'm making up for teen's sexually non-threatening nature good by thing being I've got this blanket to wipe down a bloody microphone <laughs> oh, the blanket <laughs> 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 uh, so we're gonna jump into a section that we don't have a name for as a let's let's brainstorm well, we a name of, rolls I, off the tongue some of you may uh, have tuned in for the uh, end of year debate. Yes, we, we did a debate uh, on uh, YouTube. And I feel it's not dissimilar to... It's not... Uh, on episode 24 of the podcast, we actually debated uh, mach- the latest oh, Machine right. Head album. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And so basically we're just fucking doing that again. Yeah. So it's, it, 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 it's this a- segment's called We've Run Out of Ideas. Tag, no, it's a tag team debate. That's what it is. Because yeah. Gary and I are going to be discussing the merits or lack thereof of a particular album. And we are also allowed to tag team in Young Jezebel. Not again. But there's again. certain points where Jez can then tag team the person who was supposed to be arguing for or against for the opposite argument. Okay, I'm well. just going to stop everyone here. We need to find a different name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that I name is we really long. we were going to go with that name. Oh, <laughs> shit. Shit. So basically we just, we take an album that is really bad or considered really bad in the, the zeitgeist, the, the heavy metal zeitgeist. And um, one of us will debate for okay. that album one of us will debate against of us and one of us will be the offsider that kind of chimes in on uh, once we tag them in on, on each side so of debating the debating is um it's it's a hobby it i would not consider this a craft just so <laughs> so folks the album that we are going to debate is is uh you know as very well known throughout it's saint anger by the band Metallica. Oh. oh, now we finally got there. We, we got there. He's only alluded to it about half an hour well, ago. Well, after the edit, we are going immediately to the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no! This is this will be edited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I decided to argue for. In, in favor of Saint Anger, a oh, brave move. Tane is going to uh, argue against, and and Jeremy is going to be our our plucky offsider that uh, <laughs> chimes in when called upon. Oh, so I'm just going to do what I always or, do, or whenever. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yes. It's typecasting. I got to say, I, I feel strange representing the status quo on this one. Actually, like, 
Well, uh, Jeremy, last time you were arguing in the four for the for the latest uh, Machine Head album, and uh, yeah, because it's, it's not hard. It's bloody brilliant. You and, heard it. and that side of the argument won. Uh, yeah. Do you have any Do you have any tips for for me for winning? Oh, this? for winning this yes, uh, this yes. argument. Yes, I can. There, there is there is one there is just one argument that that will just there that you cannot beat I'll, i'm gonna whisper it in your ear right now is it gary gary can i talk to you i think i know what it you is probably already did. just mention the snare sound that wins the argument ah oh, the snare sound yeah, yeah it was pretty excellent right? <laughs> excellent it was divine yeah right just use that i've and got it's half a chub be... just thinking about it <laughs> all right tane you can come back wow that's it. weird um yeah tane sorry you can come back now all right so let's kick this off uh do you want to uh, rock paper scissors to see who goes first uh, uh, has anyone got a coin? Let's flip a coin. <coughs> Let's yeah, flip, flip a, coin. a coin. Let's flip this bottle opener. Right, I'll flip it. I've got a, a impartial. Go uh, raw dog. I'll choose raw dog or uh, the white weenie. Raw dog in it. Raw dog oh, it is. Raw dog it is. Raw so dog in it. It is. The negative argument is going first. Everyone's favorite favorite Australian movie. Raw dog, <laughs> starring. <laughs> hey, I was young. I needed the money. <laughs> it's a nice. But actually, I think doesn't. I know we've raw dogged it, but doesn't the is, isn't it affirmative and negative? Isn't that how it goes? In a, is it how it in, goes? in a debate? Yeah. Um. And usually, well, we can start with the negative. No, That's fine. So, yeah. Ah, fuck yeah, it. This is it. Yeah. What, what, what? This is a metal podcast. We buck the trends. We don't care what people yeah, do. We're breaking the law. Breaking the law. I'm going I'm to start by bucking the trend by agreeing with everyone else in the world besides Lars Ulrich and Bob Rock. What a bold stance. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I think most of you probably already know, if you've heard the album, that St. Anger is generally reviled, is seen as a disappointment for, for an otherwise relatively solid catalogue, especially... Is- I know I'm jumping in early here, tag teaming in early. Is it considered their worst? Uh, I think it's definitely considered their worst. Uh, we'll leave that for my argument. Okay. Do go on. There might be some load and reload arguments there, but I think in general more people are going to say that, that St. Anger was, was probably their worst. So, recorded uh, between 2002 and 2003, uh, Bob Rock uh, had a huge hand in this. And to give a little bit of a backstory, like they'd um, they'd obviously lost, well, they'd fired Jason at this point, so they were short a bass player. Jason Newstead. Jason Newstead. Yep. Those um, playing at home. Yes. Yeah. They'd fired Jason. They were without a bass player. They released two albums that were kind of considered flops or maybe sellout albums or whatever, not including the Black Album, depending on, on uh, who. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. not, well. Depends on your uh, depends on your I like personal like preference. It's I fun. like it. I like it. Anyway, so this it's a bloody mon- modern classic, fellas. <laughs> okay, what I'm doing is essentially trying to give for for the listeners who may not have. It's sad but true. Sorry. Sa- oh, didn't make a bloody St. anger reference, did you? There from Come any on. of the tracks. Keep, keep going. Okay, so to give a bit of a backstory, they'd already lost their bass player. They were playing. They were working with Bob Rock. Uh, they'd been having a whole lot of issues with peer-to-peer network stuff. Were they Napster? Sorry, were they bumper issues? Or? They were not. No. They, they, they would not. Were not. No. They would not have been bumper issues. Uh, with Napster, they were buffer issues. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everyone. I'll, I'll go. I'll see myself yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Guys, guys, guys. Let's focus on the debate. Okay, Nothing so else matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
Sometimes I just wish I could disappear. But <laughs> oh, actually, oh. not from this album. That was from the uh, no. Mission Impossible Two soundtrack. But still, shit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> but we digress. Yes. So, um, look. Yeah. Okay. So there's a little bit of history there, but to really get to the actual meat and potatoes of the album, oh. it was just not there for so many people they had no solos they were in a time and place in history as far as music is concerned where extreme music was already doing more things that they used to do and they were kind of being seen more as kind of mainstream but also not as marketable as mainstream so they were kind of operating a slightly weird yeah sort of area yeah it was a weird kind of space um obviously uh this was all around the same time as some kind of monster, and everyone was having yeah, addiction I mean, issues. All, all of this is documented in the in the yeah. documentary. Yeah, uh, some kind of monster, which uh, sort of takes us through the turbulent recording process. Exactly, and uh, what a recording process it was. Because yeah, no <laughs> solos. Fucking bullshit. Who wants Metallica with no solos? Uh, a snare sound that. Uh, is generally kind of the butt of many, many jokes. Or just still. a butt. Yeah, just a butt. <laughs> 14 ye- oh, 15 years later, it is still a joke. You know how you were talking uh, before about if you got, um, you can get your butthole molded and into chocolates? Yeah. You could go, actually, this is interesting, not a lot of people know this, but if you go and get your butthole uh, get a mold of your butthole and turn it into chocolate. Yeah. If you hit that chocolate with a drumstick, it sounds like the snare. For a <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even tag you in. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Jazz. Thank you. And uh, and last point, uh, of course, uh, a band that had has had a history of great bass players, and and since then, instead of having a bass player, having Bob Rock. Ah, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I thought That's you were going to say Robert. Yeah. No, oh, no. Robert Trulio, Jason Newstead, Kirk Hammett. Uh, sorry, fuck Kirk Hammett. Fuck uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton. <laughs> this, this could be a conversation. We could have a sort of a review almost of, of the movie more than the album, but that scene where they do uh, audition Rob Trulio. <laughs> and, and I think it's Lars says... That's so good. Lars says, you can, f- you can play that You're not using a pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. goes, yeah. And they and and the scene where they give I think the best scene for me in the whole movie is where they give him the job, and you just see him in his bedroom just <laughs> ripping with the albums. He's so stoked. Uh, if he only knew. Yeah. So uh, actually, why yeah. are we feeling sorry for him? They offered no, him a million they bucks. They gave him to a join million dollars to join the fucking band. Jesus. Yeah. Just a bit of a retainer. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that was from the sales of uh, Sananga though. That's yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I digress now. So no, I'll, I'll I'll pass it to to Gary. Okay. So Saint Anger is the go-to album when people are making jokes about bad metal albums. There. So definitely got my work cut out for me here. Are you gonna do a list of things that are worse? No. You can't. I'm I'm gonna say, like when when I when I, when I said let's debate Saint Anger, it's because I had. Uh, fond memories of when it around when it came out uh and sure at the time it was a little bit disappointing and stuff like that but just at the time but there were just these memories that made me go oh fuck it it's a good album and then i put it put it on and i listened to a couple of seconds and i was like oh shit what have i done but i can argue that as an album 
this is a good album. How right. can you do that, Gary? I've got, I've got three main points. I'm going to argue two of them, and one speaks for itself. Point number one, it is an excellent soundtrack for the movie Some Kind of Monster. Point number two, the bonus DVD that comes with a deluxe edition of Saint Anger. And which I'll, you ordered. Uh, which I had, I had. I got it on the day of release. <laughs> <laughs> and point three, it isn't Lulu. Oh. Like, you think Saint Anger's bad? Have you heard Lulu? Lulu's at least Stop funny. Stop girl! Oh. That's a, that's a really good point. Okay. Yeah. So those are my those okay. are my that's are you, the linchpin of my argument. Are you elaborating on these points? I'll, I'll elaborate on the first two. So the documentary, fascinating. Uh, it's a band who's kind of gone as big as any metal band can, except for maybe Iron Maiden. They're, they're like one of the biggest metal bands in the world. There's there's nothing else. There's nowhere else they can go. They've got money out their ass from the looks of it. Uh, especially when Lars sells his art collection. Um, You know, their lives have changed as they age, as the motivations have changed. Like you, Jeremy, were saying uh, when you were talking about Immortal, they're different people now, right? Uh, There are a lot of problems within the band, a lot of major problems, Uh, but there's still kind of glimpses here and there of what make them an awesome band. They're just very troubled at the time. The album reflects that perfectly. There are riffs in there. There are moments in there where, there's, where the songs just kind of uh, are really good. And you're like, oh, this is almost like a Metallica album. And then, you know, it, it doesn't always hold up. It kind of falls apart. And that's kind of what's happening in the band. And so if you if you pair the album with with some kind of monster it's the perfect album to go with the movie and it's it's fascinating i'm I'm gonna tag myself in here (laughs) okay go for it are we reviewing the album are we debating the album or we are we debating the album and or the documentary you know what i mean because I'm, if we're debating, I'm bringing it i'm bringing it to the album i think this is interesting because if that documentary didn't exist there would be just you would not be able to argue your way out of a paper box. Okay, you know well, what I mean? okay. If you separate the album from the documentary and just rate the album, I mean, come on. All man. right. Okay, so I'm separating it from the documentary. I'll, uh, um, that's all I'll say about uh, the documentary in relation. I, I think they both go together really well, and as a soundtrack to the documentary, it is it's great it's a great reflection of of what you found in there so you could say maybe you, you look at it as a soundtrack uh, uh, do you know what i mean rather than to a, to a certain extent yes no that's cool uh, yeah no, i dig that okay so the bonus dvd that came with the deluxe edition of <laughs> of the album which i got and i think i still have it at home somewhere on the dvd it's the band with uh, robert trulio uh performing the album in its entirety in a rehearsal space and it's excellent so when i got it the the, the you know i was disappointed by the album it wasn't what i expected you know it's no master puppets for example <laughs> but then i watched the dvd and the mix is 100 times better so 
a lot of people's arguments predicate around the fact that the mix is really bad mm. for the album. And if that's the entirety of, of your argument, then you watch them perform the album live with a good mix. And it's actually really fun. And yeah, uh, yeah. there's really an infectious energy to the whole thing. Uh, the band Gel, and it just kind of goes to show that they're still a really good live band. Mm-hmm. And I think they could stop making albums now and just tour and they'd still be super successful and stop kind of making kind of mediocre albums Mm. and be great but that shows that there's something to these songs that are good like underneath the bad mix is an a a decent album and like i said it's no master of puppets it's no injustice for all but um the album or black album or any it's not even load but uh (laughs) I'd say it is a load. It is a load, not the load. Yeah, yeah. But there, there are tracks that I really liked in there. When I watched the DVD, um, "Sweet Amber" I think has a really good hook to it. Uh, "Dirty Window" is really fun. I mean, uh, like not every track is a hit, and some of the lyrics are pretty cringeworthy and whatnot. But uh, there are just moments in there where they gel, and you can—it's not a total write-off basically so you you're putting forward the argument not that it's good just that it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be (laughs) i'm saying that That is literally what your argument is basically (laughs) Uh, so no no i mean it's an interesting point and i i definitely acknowledge that did i mention that it's not lulu as well (laughs) I, 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 i think lulu is the best practical joke that anyone, namely Lou Reed, has played on a band to to to, to trick them into thinking that they've done something. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not as big a fan of memes and trolls as you are. Dane, I don't so. like trolls, but I do like a meme. Like dank uh, meme. Yeah, dank is it, meme. Is that album a meme though? Uh, oh, I think yeah. I think that album is a meme made music. That that <laughs> album is better because it's it's a funny joke. Like, like, but is it like, like did, did he actually troll him? Is that the whole point? Is it like performance I, I, art? Kind I, of? I, I kind of think that he did, honestly. I mean, anyway, we'll never, I mean we're, we're, we're talking about saying anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what's, so what's your what, rebuttal? What, what I was going to say, as far as like changing the mix to, to, to see how good the songs are behind it, and I would say, in general, we listen to probably quite a lot of bands, as we were talking about earlier in the podcast, that didn't have the time or the money or the means to record something better. Or the memes. But, but the, or the memes. But the material shone through regardless. Sure. And I would say, while Metallica did give, did give that material a chance to shine in another way, in a separate recording, sure. the album as it stands, yeah. as an album is inferior because of it i can still listen to the album because i listen to black metal and i listen to stuff with really dodgy production i can still listen to the album now that i've seen the the live stuff and go and appreciate it more for having seen that beyond the mix there's a good album that is that is a classic like that is a good point it's a classic thing i've done that countless times and it's exactly the same thing but it's similar well where i'll listen to a record can i can i tag you in for the positive you can tag me in for the positive um this is this is the positive um you know i'll listen to a record and go and then i'll see the band live and go back to that record and go 
okay, it all makes sense now. You know what I mean? So maybe it's sort of sort of a case uh, case of that. I like, and look, you've probably seen uh, Metallica live before. I'm assuming you've both seen. Metallica. I actually I've never seen. have. I've never uh, seen. I've never seen Metallica either. It was the first live uh, concert I ever went to. There and you I, go. I've seen them probably about four or five times. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I like the argument that it should be considered a soundtrack. Yeah. I think that's that's the one that gets it over. I'm like, okay, if you consider it... Extrapolate on that a, a bit. If you consider that... <laughs> but they didn't even mean to do it, but it is a soundtrack for that documentary. If you can't, if you can't separate the two and they are meant to be together, then it is probably a really good soundtrack <laughs> to that movie. I think maybe that's cheating a little bit because essentially the documentary is about the making of that album. So by its very nature, of course, it's going to be a good soundtrack to that album. But there's so um, much more to the documentary than I, just yeah. making that album. Hey, I think hey, sound- hey. Zone it. Hey. <laughs> so a soundtrack is is an accompaniment to a movie. Sure. And the movie is the main form of, of media there. Sure. I don't think that looking at... I think we're looking at it the wrong way. If we're judging this album, we're judging it as an album. I mean, like if, we're, if we took something like, say, like the Anvil documentary, for example, it's a compelling story, regardless. Mm. And their music is a soundtrack to it. But the music is still shit. It adds to the soundtrack. Bec- uh, sorry, it adds to the documentary because you feel sorry for them because they're shit. Have you, have you like been- like in the same way with Sin Anger and some kind of monster? Yeah, no, I understand. Like you 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 see them struggling and you're like, oh poor Metallica. Like oh they used to be so good. Have you not? <laughs> true. Have you not watched a movie before? That contains some songs that you would never have even thought about in the past. You've heard them before and you're like, whatever. Then you see them in a movie. And then you go and you hear them outside of the movie. And you go, oh, that reminds me of the fucking movie. And it makes you like appreciate them that little bit more because yeah. you remember something good. But it's right? not because of the album. Like, you, you could say that about fucking... The Blind Melon song with the little girl or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, that was in a couple of cool movies. And then you listen to Blind Melon and you're like, this is shit. Like, Well, then you go to my point that underneath the mix, then there's still an album. There's something that adds to to a greater part of a work that is already the majority of a piece of, of art one way or the other. But it's adding to something, you know? Like, like no one wants to have like... Like... Someone might like a curry with some cinnamon sprinkled onto it, but no one wants to eat a bowl of cinnamon. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. That's it. That's it. That's the end of the debate. That's the end of the debate. Jeremy, we've got the results decider machine sitting to the oh, side at the moment. Okay. We'll, we'll uh, adjourn to that. But look, we, we've heard points in the negative. We've heard points in the positive from myself. We've heard points in the positive and the negative from Jeremy. I want to hear Tane say something in the positive for St. Anger. Okay, alright. Okay. Um, I also remember when it first came out. Yep. It was just... Uh, I remember it really well, actually, because it was my just after I'd finished studying at JMC Academy. So I'd sort of been out in the world and listening to stuff, and Metallica, a band that I kind of grew up with, and then hearing them in this kind of brave new world of like actually gigging and doing all this other stuff. And I was excited to hear it. And then I was instantly disappointed. Like, uh, but something that 
both of us heard in this very room that I thought about again was uh, someone else that we know hearing it for the first time, which is Phil McDermott from, ah, right, from, from Reva. Yep. And Phil uh, and Zach, actually, as well, both pointed out that they that was the first Metallica album that they ever heard. Because they're quite young. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, comparative to They're a bit younger us, than us. Old, yeah. old pricks. Yeah, and this was the first time they'd heard Metallica. And even then, at that point, it was enough to get them into metal. It was it was very much responsible for that. And while we have kind of like a, a, a history of listening and comparing to other stuff, to, to for someone to hear that for the first time I, and inspire them, it yeah. really does put it into perspective. You make a really good point. I think uh, this is a non-metal band, but I'm a big R.E.M. fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, again... Similar in that they were massive, like one of the biggest bands of the 90s, you know. And they released, I think it was the Monster Record, and it was their sort of return to rock, you know what I mean? It was their turn to rock and roll. Um, And a lot of people sort of shit on that record now, but it was the gateway album for a lot of younger fans Mm, that hadn't discovered them before because it was a rock and roll record in the 90s. They were like, oh, who's this? And I think Michael Stipe was interviewed. He's like, well, I'm, I'm not going to shit on that record. Like, because mm. that could be someone's favorite record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's a similar sort of thing. Like, it was enough to get those guys uh, hooked, you know. Yeah. Which... It, was, it was an album of a time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so St. Anger. I mean, it wasn't a great time for them. At the, and that comes across. It wasn't a great time for metal either at that point. It though. wasn't. Uh, that it was very much a product of the metal scene at the moment and while i'll agree that metallica could have bought out another epic album like you you know you ride the lightnings or what have you black album or the black album sure uh and kind of helped bring metal back to where it was supposed to go they did kind of uh, go down the the path of least resistance there a little bit, but I think there was more going on in the band. Uh, it, it's it just seems like if you don't compare it to the rest of their discography, it's a really interesting look into a super successful band with too much money that they know what to do with and uh, a therapist and just yeah. all these crazy problems. Uh, it's, it's true, but also, like, you don't... While it is an interesting piece of history for the band, sometimes it's, like, document it, acknowledge it, but you don't have to share it with everyone. <laughs> I would kind of compare it to... Um, if you've ever read Anthony Kiedis's autobiography, Scar, Scar Tissue, Tissue yeah. where the first half is, like, about the band forming and all these cool, interesting things, and then the second half is him having too much money, being a jerk... And constantly just being in this revolving door of like of fucking like drug rehabilitation centers, women he fucks over, and, and just like that, that stuff's kind of interesting too. Like it's, it's not it's all like it's not all like rose colored glasses kind of. I know, but thing. like rose colored glasses are sometimes nice to look through when the world is shit. And if a book is a world and half of it is literal shit, then you kind of get over it. I'd rather. 
<laughs> all right, all right. Look, we've gone on this. But enough about us. Tell us what you think about Saint Anger, just as you did with the other bit we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, t- Stanger. T- tell me how wrong I, I was for arguing for this album. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I'm not going to listen to it again anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not for me to decide. We've got the debate results computer here. Turn it, turn it on. Is it on? Oh, it's been turned on. It's been listening to the, oh, the whole debater. Yeah, oh, yeah. The master debater. It's yeah, got yeah. a. It's got AI. Uh, now I'm just gonna hit some buttons here and add yeah, some artificial insemination. Yeah, I'll just add some cheesy sound effects to make it sound like that's there's an actual machine here. And okay, all right, we've got a printout here telling us who won. And um, who was it? Fuck. Just like last time, it says the positive side wins, and we all have to now like Saint Anger. Oh, just like certain other results from a doctor, sometimes you really don't want to hear positive. That's true. It's true. I think you made the joke the last time that we did, did this I? segment. <laughs> That's good. That's catchphrase now. <laughs> so look, Saint Anger. It's still it's still for sale. I think they had a few back issues left uh, when the, when it originally went on. There so. are still plenty of tickets available. <laughs> <laughs> so go out and listen to it. I feel uh, like I it might know. be deleted actually in Australia. Surely not. Okay. Oh, there's hey, probably enough. No, we have to now. like it now, Tan, so uh, positive. Oh, no, what I'm saying is all the people who've, like, hoarded copies of St. Anger waiting for this time... Now's their time to shine. Now's their time to shine, you know? It's great, like, like Amazon stealing all the money and doing whatever and being assholes. These people can capitalise on those warehouses of St. Anger that they have. <laughs> so now that... Well, St. Anger, my precious antique St. Anger. <laughs> <laughs> Take, can we just get a little uh, ad for St. Anger from you? Just like uh, hyping it up and saying how good it is? St. Anger, we're all forced to like it now. Perfect. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and now another sponsor. Uh, the Death Tour of a Metal Movie. Did it kind of flopped, didn't it? Oh, the straight-to-DVD spectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we've still got plenty of copies. We've still got DVD. plenty of copies <laughs> left. We're giving, we're giving them away with copies of St. Anger. Uh, taping them together yeah. <laughs> just and just throwing a free them out condom, a tell me how how well versed are you fellows in the heavy metal music yeah well I partially so familiar partially I studied it in my youth oh right okay well, perhaps, uh, perhaps you'll know uh, this tune. But now, 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 this this little ditty Saint Anger round my neck He respect Saint Anger round my neck I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I don't know any uh, I didn't know there was a Saint Anger No, I, I, I don't it, believe I'm too familiar with that the title track from Saint Anger by Metallica Oh, uh, oh uh, you, you, you've not heard <clears throat> that single note of this album? I'm afraid n- not. Uh. 
In my view, it was one of the most important metal albums of all time. Okay, okay. How about this? Do, do you know this riff? Yes, no, that's a, a wonderful Fantastic. track. I, I didn't realize that that was from St. Anger. It wasn't. It was from the Black Album. Ah. I cannot believe that you said that this was not a bumper issue. I know. Boy, howdy, was I wrong. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I'm eating my words right now. Bumper issue. It was a bumper issue. It it had a sealed section. Yeah, sure. Uh, A scratch and sniff section. A scratch and sniff (laughs) section. Free coupons. But uh, that's drawing to an end. Do we have anything to plug before we leave? Um... I don't nope. know. Well, you guys might Maybe. be doing an episode while I'm gone. Maybe. Yeah, but Jeremy and I might uh, do another black metal episode. Actually, that's pro- it's probably a good point to go. What do you want uh, Gary and I to talk about while Tane yeah. is on his perfunctory sojourn to uh, Nippon? I'm, I'm going to be following in Jez's footsteps and going to Japan. It's it's a shame we're not going together. Otherwise, we could become <laughs> some kind of like. I don't, I don't think they'd let us into the country together. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I can't actually go back for a while. So, <laughs> I think some kind of lady beard tag team wrestling duo <laughs> called Jazz Stain. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not actually adverse to that at all. I think we've got a future there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I might. I, I, I had a, a glorious five year plan of just going over and being an Elvis impersonator. Oh, <laughs> you'd be perfect for that, man. Do That'd it. Be yeah. Amazing. Do so, it. Um, I might. I might actually plug while we're. we're doing plugs uh, I might uh, plug some of our previous episodes that haven't been getting as much love as some of the others have they not the last episode in particular went off with a whimper I think did so it really go, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard the last episode go listen to that did no one listen to it uh, a after bit. all that it took four years to record yeah uh, it took more than that time wise yeah yeah man. <laughs> anyway that's all I got to plug yeah what do you want people God. <laughs> what do you want blood what do you want from us yeah. I mean we don't what want to sound desperate want? or anything like I mean if you don't want to listen I don't give yeah, a shit yeah don't listen don't to listen it don't listen to yeah. it don't Stupid whatever you do yeah. fuck you listeners. if you listen to it before don't listen to it again <laughs> reverse psychology yeah, that's, 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 that's how it works got it Got it. Uh, as well. So there we have it. Another episode down, eh, lads? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one, I think. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, So we'll see you next time for the Death Tour by Metal podcast. I've been Gary Grimm. Uh, Oh, uh, before we go, um, look, Gary, I've got something I need to tell you. Uh, Okay, well, what's up, man? Well, I don't know how to say this. Uh, I'm just going to come out with it. Uh, Gary, I'm your father. What? It, it it can't be. That's not possible. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not Tane. Um, I mean, just because you've gotten with his mum doesn't mean you're his dad. I mean, look, I know if that was mean you're his dad, we'd we'd. I mean, we'd all be his dad. It I know doesn't... we've all been with Gary's mum, but this is this is different. Look, I have the paternity test right here. Oh, fuck! fuck. It, 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 it checks out. I know. 
Well, I guess if we're all dropping bombshells, um, I've got one to drop. I'm, um, uh, actually Jeff Goldblum, and I'm, I'm your, uh, half-cousin, twice removed, uh... What is happening? I, I don't know what happened. I, I now, calm down, son. I calm down. I just... I couldn't believe in myself. I, but the... I, mean, I mean, it doesn't mean I'm gonna change my political... It's okay, Daddy's here. Oh, come on, enough. It's yeah. been going on for far too long. Yeah, Gary, it's us, man. Tane and Jezebel. What? what? Tane? Uh, Jezebel? Look, none of that last bit actually happened. Here's what really happened. Well, that's it. Another episode down, eh, lads? It was yeah. a good one? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a good Not one. Not bad. Good to be back in the saddle again. Yeah, so we'll see you next time. For the Deaf Tour About Metal podcast, I've been Gary Grimm. And I've been the sexually non-threatening Tan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I've been Jezebel. See you next... Wait. Hey, t- Gary? Gary? Get Tan, what's wrong with Gary? Gary, you're right, mate. Uh, Gary! It looks like he's just... Gary! ...staring off into the distance and... Oh, he's drooling as well. Oh, my God. Ew. Wait. Wait, what? You're, you're Tan? Uh, why, why, yes, it's you, you're, you're Tane, and uh, Jezebel, uh, my old friends. It's been many a year. No, no, it, Gary, it hasn't. No, really not. That, that all happened a couple of hours ago. It, it happened so recently that we're still recording the episode. So after you spaced out, you came into this room and were acting as though you were an old man. Yeah. Badly. Well- we could not get through to you while you were this old man character. So we just came in here under this guise of being a couple yeah. of writers to try and find out what the hell actually yeah, we happened. Just, we just improed it. Yeah. So what the hell did happen? Well, now that I come to... <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, now that I think about it, I guess uh, I just didn't have a good ending for the episode. Me- we never have good endings to the episode. Have you ever listened to the podcast? It's not that kind of operation. Yeah, it is not that kind of operation. <laughs> well, you know, I just, I guess I came up with, you know, all this crazy shit, like Tane being my dad, you being Jeff Goldblum, me being an old man. You uh, are an old man, Gary. Well, that, that's as <laughs> maybe. But I think I just kind of came up with it all because... Um, I, we're following a goddamn time travel episode. I mean... What were we supposed to do? Our usual shtick? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that actually would have been heaps easier. Uh, yeah, I like the usual shtick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I suppose so. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the Death Talk About Metal podcast. Uh, I've been Gary Grimm. I've been Jezebel. And I've been Tane. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.